What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 75th episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about Week 17, Best and Worst Plays, and it is Championship Week, the final week of fantasy football, the week where you are making or breaking all of your money and your bragging rights and everything in between. Maybe you're fighting for consolation. Maybe you're fighting to stay out of the Waffle House punishment at last place. But nonetheless, you are listening to this episode because we are trying to make the best possible plays, best possible starts, sits, benches, flexes, whatever it is. We're doing all of that today on this podcast for the final week of fantasy football. And one other quick announcement before we get into it. This is the last episode you will hear for fan- um, for the Fresh Fantasy Podcast before the new year if you're listening to this on december 31st or before but also this is the second to last episode of the fresh fantasy podcast for the 2020 sorry for season two so there's one more episode that are going to be coming out after this week so my normal content ends with this episode excuse me for stuttering over all my words but at some point next week, I'll tweet it out when I'm going to drop it. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do for the guests. We're going to do a special season finale, talk some season awards, some of the best parts of the season, the worst parts of the season, all that in between. So there will be a season finale episode coming out sometime next week. It definitely will not be released on the normal Tuesday date that you guys have been used to, but I would say probably by next Friday, um, that final episode will drop. Um, within the next week after you're listening to this one. So hope you guys tune into that for the Fresh Fantasy Podcast Season 2 finale. But it's crazy that we're at 75 episodes and all that. But this has been a hell of a season. You know, 17 weeks of fantasy football. We have more real playoffs and real big-time football stuff. But the things that we care about the most right now is fantasy football and what we care about are matchups for this week. So no further ado, let's jump right in to Week 17 Best and worst plays led off by my QB start of the week, Jalen Hurts versus the Washington football team. The football team has given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And Jalen Hurts played Washington just two weeks ago and put up 28 and a half fantasy points. The last two games he's played against Washington, he's had two rushing touchdowns each of those last two games. Washington giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season. Jalen Hurts is a top three quarterback play for me this week. Another guy to top play for me this week is Kirk Cousins versus the Green Bay Packers. Packers allowing the single most points to fantasy quarterbacks over the last five weeks. They have been very, very bad. Adam Thielen is out for the season. Um, with an ankle surgery, but K.J. Osborne has filled in well in his place, and Kirk Cousins is going to feast against the team, allowing the single most points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Another guy to start this week, a big bounce-back candidate, is Matthew Stafford versus the Baltimore Ravens. Fourth most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. I think pretty much all of us, unless you're living under a really big rock, know about what Joe Burrow did to the Ravens just last week. I wouldn't be shocked if Matthew Stafford did something similar. Expect a big bounce back this week for Matthew Stafford. Number four start of the week this week is Trey Lance versus the Houston Texans. 
15th in points given up to quarterbacks this season. And Trey Lance, a rushing machine, 89 rush yards in his only rush, sorry, in his only start earlier this season. He should be the starter. It's not going to be Jimmy G this week. Um, if Jimmy G starts, I wouldn't be starting him. But Trey Lance, because of his rushing upside, can literally legitimately be what Jalen Hurts was last year in the fantasy playoffs, dropping, I mean, nearly 40 points. So I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to do that, but I think he's going to put up some big fantasy numbers. I think a guaranteed 20 points if he starts this week, which is looking extremely likely. Another guy who was on this list, bounce back big, and I'm saying start him again for your fantasy championship. It's Dak Prescott versus the Arizona Cardinals, seventh most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. They've been very rough against quarterbacks. Dak Prescott coming off his hottest game in the season, expected to continue this week against Arizona. On to our quarterback fades of the week, led off by Ryan Tannehill versus the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have given up the least points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. They've been very, very tough. That's not just because they played Ian Book. They've been tough versus any player at all. Ryan Tannehill might not have Julio Jones, might not even have a A.J. Brown, who just got did not play today with a calf injury. I'm recording this on Thursday, so we'll keep an eye on that for Friday. But either way, Ryan Tannehill is a fade for me this week. My number two fade of the week this week is Ryan, Matt Ryan versus the Buffalo Bills, fourth toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. They've been very tough. Still no Calvin Ridley. He's not coming back. Don't start Matt Ryan. Another guy going back to the Miami-Tennessee game that you don't want to start this week is Tua Tungavailoa versus the Tennessee Titans, fifth toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Tennessee's been really, really nailing it down against quarterbacks, been a lot tougher, and they're going to be very tough for Tua this week. I would be fading him. Another guy that was a fade is Cam Newton, if he happens to start. It's looking like Sam Darnold is going to start, but if Cam Newton plays in this game, it's not going to be fully. I still see Cam Newton and people starting lineups. I'm still getting questions about him. Cam Newton is a sit for me this week if he finds a way into the game or if he is going to start. Either way, Saints are the sixth toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And finally, my last sit of the week is a beware play. A guy that you're probably going to have to put in your lineup, but I'm just saying, hey, beware. If you have another option, consider them. It's Justin Herbert versus Denver Broncos. Seventh toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Obviously, you're probably going to have to play Justin Herbert, but if you have another good option, I would highly think about them. I would play guys like Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Jalen Hurts all over Justin Herbert this week. And that is it for quarterbacks. Going on to the running back starts of the week, led off by Ronald Jones versus the New York Jets. Jets have given up the sixth most fantasy points to running backs over the last five weeks, single most points given up to running backs this season. My number two start of the week this week is Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell, depending on who started the starter. First, the Houston Texans, second most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. It's looking like Jeff Wilson is going to be the starter again. I know Eli Mitchell has practiced a little bit, but it's been three weeks since he's been last playing. I don't think he's going to end up playing this week, and I think that if Jeff Wilson is the only guy, he's a must-start this week, and Eli Mitchell would be the start out of both of those guys if both of them happen to suit up Sunday. Another guy that's a great start this week is Javante Williams versus the Los Angeles Chargers, third most fantasy points given up over the last five weeks to running backs. Javante's been a monster. Unfortunately, I wish Melvin Gordon could go run away to a butterfly farm with all the money and happiness he could ever want just to see us give us some Javante season in the fantasy championship, but that'll probably be next year. Unfortunately, it won't be this year. Either way, Javante Williams is a great start this week. Another guy's a great start this week. My guy, my flag plant, DeAndre Swift. Reportedly, he's going to be cut loose versus the Seattle Seahawks. Fifth most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. They've been tougher in yards per carry, but they've been so bad against pass-catching running backs. And who is a pass-catching running back? DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is going to be in my lineups a lot this week. Is he an absolute must-start in top 10 play? No. But someone that you should be starting if you're on the fence? Yes. My fifth start of the week is Darai Ugumbuale versus the New England Patriots. 
fifth most points given up to running backs over the last three weeks, third most fantasy points given up to running backs over the last nine, sorry, ninth most given up over the last five weeks. Darryl Ngumbuhale, oh my goodness, here I go butchering the name again, is a really good start against the Patriots this week. He had 21 touches last week. Expect something similar against a struggling Patriots defense this week. He's a sneaky good start. On to our running back sits, led off by Dante Foreman. Deontay Foreman, however you want to say that, versus the Miami Dolphins. Best team in the league against running backs. I've been talking since Christian McCaffrey was still playing. That's a long time about how tough Miami's been against running backs. They've been the toughest team against running backs over the last 10 weeks now. Every week, they're number one over the last five weeks on this list, no matter if they're playing CMC, Saquon Barkley, whoever it is, has had a really tough time against Miami. That does apply to Dante Foreman, Deontay Foreman, however you want to say that. My number two seed of the week is Michael Carter versus Tampa Bay Bucks. As of recording this, again, he's still going to be in a split with Tevin Coleman. But I know Coleman missed practice with some kind of injury. So if it is illness, I mean, if it does happen to be COVID and he gets added to the COVID list, I think Michael Carter is a little bit more in the middle for me. But right now, if Tevin Coleman's playing because he'll be splitting snaps, Michael Carter would be a fade for me playing the Tampa Bay Bucks, second best team against running backs over the last five weeks. Another guy to start a sit, I mean, is Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin played third fiddle, which made no sense this week. Um, he played third fiddle to Duke Johnson and Philip Lindsay. And he plays the Tennessee Titans, who are the third toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks. Miles Gaskin, under zero circumstances, should ever crack your lineup this week. Another guy to sit for me this week is Rex Burkhead. Coming off the greatest performance of his career, rushing for 149 yards. This week he gets a much tougher matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. Third toughest team over the last three weeks against running backs. Burkhead did it last week. Not going to do it this week. And finally, we finish with a beware play in Daryl Williams versus Cincinnati Bengals. Fourth toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks. They are, though, supposed to miss their starting linebacker, Logan Wilson, and maybe his backup, Jermaine Pratt, which I think makes it a little bit better of a matchup. Daryl Williams has been a running back one when he's been the starter. Clyde Rizzi-Lair probably not going to play this week. But... They've been very – Cincinnati's been a lot tougher against running backs lately, so just keep that in mind when you're making your start-sit decisions. Wide receivers, going back to the Joe Burrow and how great any wide receiver for the Bengals was against the Baltimore Ravens. That also applies to Odell Beckham. I started the week at wide receiver, touchdowns in three of his last four games, playing the Baltimore Ravens, second most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. I would expect Odell to go off, along with Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson also worth a start. My number two start of the week this week is the Cowboys wide receivers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Why did I say Cowboys wide receivers plural? Well, the Cardinals have given up the single most points to wide receivers over the last five weeks, even more than the Ravens who just gave up 43 points to T Higgins, 20 to Tyler Boyd, and almost another 20 to Jamar Chase. The Cardinals have given up the single most points to wide receivers over the last five weeks. To me, that says you got to be starting every single Cowboys receiver. They're all worth starting this week. Just like Brandon Cooks is another excellent start this week. San Francisco's cornerbacks have been terrible. Brandon Cooks is likely to go up against a very, very poor and old Josh Norman. Sorry, Josh Norman, to disrespect you. You were great a few years ago, but not as great anymore. Brandon Cooks, an awesome play versus the 49ers this week. Third most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. My number four start of the week this week at wide receivers, Cole Beasley versus Atlanta. Cole Beasley's going to be the slot receiver. He's back. Atlanta's giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Josh Allen is hot. Expect Beasley to come back big with a bang. My final start of the week this week, I struggled with this one, but it's Devontae Smith playing the Washington football team. 
sixth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. And the reason that Devontae Smith did not have the best game against the football team um, just two weeks ago where he had five targets, three catches, 40 yards, was that because they had their best corner in William Jackson. William Jackson has not practiced yet this week. It's looking like he could miss a second game in a row with a calf injury. And if he does, Devontae Smith is going to be a league-winning play this week. Mark my words. If William Jackson does play, though, I'd be a little bit hesitant on Devontae Smith. Keep an eye on that. And our wide receiver sits the week begin with Terry McLaurin staying in that same game. I know, start your studs in the playoffs, but I'm not a start your studs there all the time. Not when Terry McLaurin has been so, so bad. Since their week nine bye week, Terry McLaurin has had one game with over nine fantasy points. That is a six game, sorry, seven game stretch where he's had one game above nine fantasy points and now plays the second toughest team in the league against wide receivers this season, third toughest team over the last five weeks. Terry McLaurin has not been in the end zone since week 11. I wouldn't be counting on it this week. Terry McLaurin is not a guy you want to be relying on to help you win your fantasy championship. Another guy, surprising name to miss this list, to make this list is Hunter Renfro playing the Colts, second toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks, and have a very tough slot corner in Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is one of the tougher slot corners in the league. Fade Hunter Renfro for me this week. Number three set of the week, guy I've been loving the last couple weeks but did not come through last week, probably not going to come through this week, and it's Russell Gage playing the Buffalo Bills, even without Tredavious White, fifth toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks, and the toughest team against wide receivers this season. I love Russell Gage, but this week is not his week. And my number four hit of the week, surprisingly, is Michael Pittman. Pittman playing the Las Vegas Raiders, sixth toughest team against wide receivers. The, the Raiders somehow, I mean, mostly probably because of Casey Hayward, have been very tough against wide receivers this season. Third toughest team against wide receivers this season. Sixth toughest over the last five weeks. Michael Pittman, in his last two red matchups like this is, has put up three and a half and 1.2 fantasy points. That's really, really, really bad. The only red team that he's put up a good game against was the Jets. Three out of his four red teams that he's played this week have been five points or less. You hate to see it from Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is a fade for me this week. Please try to start someone else. And finally, my last of the week is the Cardinals wide receivers versus Dallas. Fourth toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. I mean, sorry, over the last three weeks. And just you don't want to be starting these Cardinals like Christian Kirk or A.J. Green and hope you get the guy that goes off, especially against a team that's been hot against wide receivers lately. I mean, the Cardinals wide receivers, regardless of it's Kirk or A.J. Green, just not the move for me this week. And finally, getting into our tight end starts and sits, the final position of the final best and worst plays episode of the Fresh Fantasy Podcast season, led off by the start of the week in Gerald Everett. Playing the Detroit Lions, second most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. They have been very, very bad against tight ends. And Gerald Everett's been very, very good since the fumble game against the San Francisco 49ers. He's had 8, 9.8, and 14.8 fantasy points. Gone over 60-plus yards two of the last three weeks. And now plays a team giving up the 10th most points to tight ends this season, second most over the last five weeks. Gerald Everett is a nice start this week. Another guy that's a nice start this week is Foster Moreau. Playing the Indianapolis Colts. Third most points given up this season to tight ends. Third most given up over the season. He's had 8.7 and 10 fantasy points each of the last two weeks. Darren Waller unlikely to play this week. His This will probably be Foster Moreau's best matchup he's had all season. 
Um, I, for tight ends, especially in the games that he's been starting with Darren Waller missing, Foster Moreau, a very nice play this week. Another guy that's a nice play that should be back this week is Pat Fryermuth versus the Cleveland Browns. Sixth most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. They've been very, very susceptible. Pat Fryermuth has been a touchdown machine. Shout out to my dad, the biggest Pat Fryermuth creamer in the entire world. He loves him. I like him. But I do love him this week against the Cleveland Browns. Expect big things. Another guy at the tight end that's sneaky that's going to be a good play this week is Tyler Conklin versus the Green Bay Packers. Ninth most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. Adam Thielen is also out, which should bump Tyler Conklin's target share a little bit. Has a nice matchup against Green Bay this week. Look for big things to happen. And my final sit start of the week at tight end is Dallas Goddard. Probably going to be in your lineup no matter what, especially when Washington's given up the sixth most points to tight ends over the last five weeks. And just two weeks ago, he had not a season-high nine targets for a season-high seven catches and a season-high 135 receiving yards. How could you not start that this week? Also, Washington football team, like I said, giving up the sixth most fantasy points to tight ends over the last three weeks. And finally, our tight end sits. There's some juicy ones in here, some very interesting players and I hope they do not make me look stupid unless they're playing for your fantasy team, and I hope they score millions and millions of points. But my city of the week, surprisingly, this week is Dalton Schultz versus the Arizona Cardinals. Here's why. Dalton Schultz has had above 16 fantasy points two, each of the last two weeks, but that's been against very, very juicy matchups. Now he plays the Arizona Cardinals, who are the second toughest team against tight ends this season, and listener, whoever you are, the Cardinals have given up just 4.1 fantasy points per game to all tight ends combined over the last five weeks. So over the last five weeks, the Cardinals, not just the one tight end, to all the tight ends they've been facing on every team have given up just 20.5 fantasy points over a five-game span. That is really, really tough and as tough as it gets. I'd look to play someone else if you can instead of Dalton Schultz. My number two sit of the week this week is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts had a great game last week, but again, it was against the Detroit Lions who have been very, very bad against tight ends. Now he gets a team that's as good as it gets against tight ends in the Buffalo Bills. Third toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Kyle Pitts has had three straight games of 8.6 plus fantasy points, but since week seven, he's only had one game of double-digit points and now plays his second toughest matchup all season behind only New England. And Kyle Pitts, just for reference, in these red matchups, their top 10 toughest matchups over the course of the whole season, the most points he scored in one of those matchups all season was 9.7, and that is over the course of five matchups. Never had more than 9.7. I'd like to start someone else if you can. My number three set of the week this week is Mike Gusecki versus Tennessee Titans. Fifth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Mike Gusecki has fallen way behind Jalen Waddell as the clear number one target in this offense. And Mike Gusecki, not a good play this week against Tennessee. Fifth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. My number four set of the week, a sneaky start last week. No C.J. Uzoma. Now C.J. Uzoma is playing the Kansas City Chiefs, sixth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. I'd be looking to fade C.J. Uzoma. And finally, my last set of the season at tight ends are the Browns tight ends versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, second toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks, allowing just 4.5 fantasy points per game to tight ends over the last five weeks. I don't want to be starting Hooper. I don't want to be starting Njoku. I don't want to be starting Harrison Bryant. All are expected to play in this game, which makes things tougher already. And now he's playing a team just allowing just 4.5 fantasy points per game to tight ends anyway. That is not 
very good. But you listener, you, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. I assume if you're listening to this episode, it's probably because you've been listening all season, and I sincerely appreciate that for you. It's crazy that after 17 weeks and you know 40 names on this list every single week for 17 weeks, and that that's a pretty crazy number. That means over the course of the season, you guys have – have me give 680 names. Now, there's been a couple of weeks we haven't named every single player, but roughly 680 names that you guys have tuned in to listen to each and every week. And I sincerely appreciate that from the bottom of my heart so much. Fresh Fantasy Podcast Season 3 is only going to get bigger and better. I think we made some improvements this year. How big of improvements that is up for you guys to decide, but not me, unfortunately. But as always, Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys hear me say it. I sound like a broken record, but I'm seriously so thankful that, you know, anybody, you know, listens to my podcast and listens to silly me talk at my little microphone in my room, but I sincerely appreciate it so much. It's truly changed my life and I'm so much better because of it. So thank you guys so, so much. I love all of you, no matter what you are, who you are, what you look like, what you're into, no matter what it is, I love you. So thank you so much. And as always, For one final time before we get into our award show, you guys already know, please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.